Hey guys, did you know that April 22nd is Earth Day? Yeah, that's next Friday. Earth Day. It's coming up. And you know the biggest concern out there is greenhouse gases. And as restaurants, what can we do? There's all that to-go material, these plastic cups. They say biodegradable, that they're compostable. But do you really compost them? Well, I tell you what, the compost company is exactly the company that does that. Here's what they do. They will supply you with your very own trash can. You put a compostable bag liner in there and then all of your food waste, all of your food waste and your compostables, your compostable to-go boxes, your compostable glasses, you can put them in there. They will come pick them up and you can do your part. It's actually uh, the biggest thing you can do to do your part. It reduces greenhouse gases and landfills and they turn your compost into soil that gardeners and farmers can use and it is 100% local. I know. We are going to have Jeffrey Ezel, who's the owner. He's going to be on the show April 22nd, Earth Day. And if you want to learn more about it before then, visit www.compostcompany.com or you can call Jeffrey at 615-866-8152. So we are super excited today to welcome in a brand new sponsor. Welcome Robin's Insurance Agency to Nashville Restaurant Radio. So I'm going to start off and tell you guys that we use Robin's Insurance Company at both of our restaurants, the Green Hills Grill and Maribel, because they specialize in restaurants. It's so important. I'm telling you, if you buy insurance, in anywhere that you buy insurance, it's so important that you're buying the right type of insurance. And, you know, I don't think people tell you that. They just sell insurance for what the cheapest is. But, you know, sometimes you're paying the cheapest for insurance you don't need. So that is why Robbins Insurance specializes in restaurants. They identify exactly the type of insurance that you're going to need to run your business so that you can sleep sound at night. And that's super duper important, y'all. So... I would like for you, if you're curious about this, you want to learn more, give Matthew Clements a call. His number is 863-409-9372, or you can shoot him an email at mclements, that's M-C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S, at robbinsins.com. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. We'll be joined in the episode with the lovely and talented Jenny Chikawa. Super excited to have her uh, in for these interviews. And uh, today we're going to be talking with a woman named Sherry Gennaro. And Sherry is a former hospitality worker, employee. Uh, She worked for the Hard Rock Cafe for 12 years. And her husband, his name is Sandy Gennaro, is the uh, drummer for like Cindy Lauper. And uh, he's been a drummer for a long time and he's a motivational speaker. And uh, he spoke, we had him come in and he spoke at the restaurant and I got to meet Sherry and we just kind of hit off, had a lot of great conversation. I said, you should come on the show. We should have a blast and just talk about stuff. So she wanted to do something. She wanted to start her podcast, something called um, Across the Counter, or like from the other side of the counter, which is just a story where 
people in the retail and service industry get to talk about the people and stupid shit that people do. And I love that idea. I love this being an opportunity for us to talk about guests and things that guests could do differently. And so that was a major part of the podcast I wanted to be able to do is that if guests listen to this podcast and they'll be able to say, oh God, I do that. I can't believe I do that. I need to not do that. Kind of what the Talk and Shift podcast is really meant for. But uh, today we got, we get into a lot of stuff. We get into a lot of just stuff and we talk about tipping. And I I, I feel like I need to make a disclaimer because I'm, I come down a little hard on tipping because I, I think there are people out there just blind or really good tippers people who are very generous, and I'm, I'm down for that. Down for that. I love that. Be generous always to people, service industry people. We like it. But I'm also a huge advocate for providing an amazing level of service. As a as, as TIPS is as an acronym, T-I-P-S, to ensure proper service. I'm just a big fan of people going above and beyond to help somebody, to help create an experience, like a tour guide for what you're doing. And sometimes people expecting tips for doing minimal things uh, is bothersome to me. I believe that you should tip a lot of people, but they should earn it. And it should be something that you get out there and hustle for and you help create an amazing experience. So I'm not anti-tip. I'm just anti-lazy tipping. Like, oh, I'm just I'm supposed to tip you and you didn't do a very good job, but I'm guilted into it. I don't like that. I like people that go above and beyond. I love when people go above and beyond. So uh, just we are fresh off. I just got back late last night from Phoenix. Uh, if you've been following me at Brandon underscore NRR, I think I posted every picture of food that we ate while we were there. I just wanted you guys to see some of the food that's happening in the Scottsdale Phoenix area. A lot of fun stuff. We got some amazing, amazing dinners. Got to catch a Diamondbacks game on Wednesday. And that was a lot of fun. Beautiful weather, just gorgeous. We had like tornadoes here and it was just gorgeous where we came from, but got to hear a lot of a really, really amazing speakers. Got to hear Bill Belichick speak, which was pretty neat. Got to hear the CEO of PF Chang's, but there are so many concepts and so many technology companies there. And I got to meet so many amazing people that I am just excited to share with you guys some of the things that I learned. So I did this before Valentine's Day. I did an episode called Lineup Topics, Valentine's Day. And I'm going to do a few more of those, five to 10 minute lineup topics. So these are going to be ideas, just thoughts that go through my head about the industry, things that you could share with a team or a concept if you're in leadership or whatever you are um, that you could hear and kind of go, hey, that guy's full of shit or hey, that's an interesting tidbit there. I'm going to take a morsel of that or I'm going to take all of that, but hopefully give you something to start off an idea or a thought to share with your team to help motivate your team. That's going to be a lineup topic podcast I'm going to put out. It's just going to be a little bonus episode. It's going to be like 10, 15 minutes, 5, 10, I don't know how, however long I want to talk on it. And uh, hopefully you can enjoy that. I've got some big things working. Super excited about next Friday is going to be Earth Day. And we're going to have Jeffrey Ezel, who's the owner of the Compost Company, come on and tell us all about his company, what he does, and how you can get involved to stop greenhouse gases. It's a big deal big deal and he is making a difference in the city and i love people like that okay wow i think i just unloaded a lot of stuff everything that's been on my brain you're going to get a lot more coming at me monday you're going to be hearing from bob bernstein in our amazing interview that's coming out next friday jeffrey ezel and then we're going to be talking to marcy and star from anzi blue 
We've just got episode upon episode. Matt, uh, Pat Martin coming up again real soon, probably in the next two weeks, probably May 1st, I think that's going to come out. But um, lots of things happening here. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy this episode with Sherry Gennaro. Hey guys, I'm going to jump in here real quick before we get into the show. I feel like I got to say, I just learned some news. Um, Two people, two people in this industry who are both amazing people. Jim Kalpuri, a.k.a. Buttercup, um, I just learned had passed away um, yesterday. And um, his best friend, Jimbo Wright, who um, was uh, an amazing guy, amazing guy, uh, also passed away. And uh, apparently, I don't, I don't know the story, but I, I know that um, Jimbo and Jim were like best friends. And um, I worked with Jimbo in 1998 at the Boundary, and Jim was a, a manager at the Boundary from 2000 to 2005. I've been in contact with Jim about a year ago. Uh, Jim and I were talking, Jim Kalpuri Buttercup, where I were, were in contact to hopefully have him come in to do an episode of Talk and Shift because he... You know, it's, it was right in the middle of the scene and um, just a, a guy full of life and energy. And whew, I'm shaking today. I'm shaking because um, Jimbo was one of those people that I looked when I was 19 years old, 18, 19 years old at the boundary, watching him command the bar. Hey, baby, what's up? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Like just the way that he could do three and four things at one time. Like, he was so damn good. And I was just some punk kid, but he was always so kind, and he was just so generous with me, and he taught me things. And through my career, I'd seen him all over. I mean, he he just did a Bistro 2 and 5, and then Urban Grub, and I don't know what he was currently doing. I, mean, I haven't caught up with him in a long time, but... God, I know as an industry here in Nashville, there are people that are hurting today, and this one's gonna this one's gonna be um, it's gonna be a tough one for our industry. So, praying for their families and praying for all of their friends, all you guys out there. I know there's uh, heavy hearts, and um, damn, hate to start the episode this way. And uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say. I just know that um, every day is special. Every day is special. All right, guys. Here we go. Sherry Gennaro. Super excited today to welcome in Sherry Gennaro. Yes. Uh, and Sherry, is there a title? What is it? You're, you're just an awesome person. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That would work. That works for me. Well, I don't. I, I, I don't even know. Like, I mean, because we met because we had your husband, whose name is Sandy Gennaro, Correct. and he came in and spoke to our team over at Maribol. Kind of, he's a, he's a speaker, mm-hmm. but he is also a drummer. Yes, he's a drummer for Cindy Lopper and I mean Joan Jett, Joan Jett, all these people, right? So I mean, people, yeah. and you guys were there. I think you guys were in the restaurant on Valentine's Day. Yeah, was it Valentine's Day? Yes, you guys were dining with us. Yes, and we started talking. And we, we, we just 
kind of hit it off and I'm like, oh my gosh, what, tell me your story. And, and you were, you were 12 years, I think at Hard Rock Cafe. Yes, I was. Downtown in New York City. In New York City. 57th street. Yeah, wow. baby. The best one. I've been to that well, one. Well, London was fact. the best one, but yes. I've never been to London. Never once in my life. Okay, so we had a few technical issues right in the recording of this episode, but we are back now. Okay, sorry about that. Hey, there she is. We're starting We're off strong on. today. <laughs> starting off strong. So you're 12 years at the Hard Rock Cafe, and then you told me you had an idea for a podcast. I did. I do. What is your idea? And um, we're sharing it now, so don't nobody steal this. This is her idea. She's going to do it. Yes, this is my idea. But it's... Loosely based, I mean, well, it's not based on yours because I came up with it on my own, but it's about the customer service situation because I don't think that it should be just us on the other side of the counter always giving the customer service. The customers have a responsibility also, and I think that they go into places and they lose their minds. Well, I th- <laughs> And it's- so I would like to talk to other people that work in industry, whether it's Retail, because I've been retail and restaurant my entire life. So it's retail, restaurant, music, you know, because a lot what Sandy speaks about in his in his program has a lot to do with what he's seen me do over the years. Sure. And we kind of meshed it together. So the the podcast really pretty much is people like us can get on there and bitch about the people that uh, screwed them <laughs> over. <laughs> You well, know, and what, how they should act when they go into a restaurant, when they go into a store, and what you should do, and, you know, how you should act, and how you can get things if you just act a certain way, you know? So it's kind of like giving customers a secret on how to treat people on the other side of the counter appropriately, and they'll get what they want. Well, it's, it's a story being told about customer service from the people who are providing the customer Correct. service on how the guest or customer should act. Right. Right. So I thought that Uber was the first company I thought that really did an amazing, innovative thing. And they had you rate the driver and the driver rate you. Right. So immediately there's a bit of accountability for the person that's coming in. And that's something that we have Yelp. We've got TripAdvisor. We've got all these different sites that rate the people giving the service, but there's no site to say that customer is an asshole that person is a terrible customer so that when they make a reservation on open table hey look they've canceled three times they had a party of 15 and did no shows at seven o'clock on a friday night i'd like to know that when they make the reservation that oh they're a one-star guest right right so this would be we get rated yeah why why shouldn't the customer get rated i've been talking about this so much recently that it's almost bizarre but i do think there should be some system or within open table or talk or resi or whatever you use that like has it goes beyond your specific restaurant so like if maribel and cork and cow both use open table which they do i think that information about oh they sit longer than they do usually do they don't like fish they're allergic to whatever i think that information should be transferable yeah, when you close out a check and you hit the total tip, then it says feedback on your guest. Mm-hmm. Sherry Gennaro sat at your table. Would you want to, uh, if you drive Lyft at the end of, when, like, because I drove Lyft, when you yeah. f- finish driving Lyft, it says, would you drive Sherry again? Mm-hmm. And you have to hit yes or no. And that's how they base it. Like, would you drive them again? And you can hit yes. And then it says how many stars, and you can put anything right. in that you like. You can. 
But it's great as a driver, you can say this, and sometimes I'll get a, a ride request. I, mean, I haven't driven in a long time, but like you would get a ride request and be like, somebody's a two and a half or three stars. You're like, I'm not taking that ride. Right. I don't want this person in my car. And it's a, it's a great way. I mean, right. I mean, I mean, when we were talking about, I worked at the hard rock I, sitting at the front desk and, and it's like 1987, I think 1986, 87. Were you I, born then? No. Okay. I didn't think so. You're 90, 90, 90, 90, 1990. Hard yeah. 90. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. I got married in 90. Jeez. <laughs> um, I feel really old. No, that's hey, you okay. Know You've got little, so I that do. makes me feel better. I feel yeah. more like a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, you're sharing your wisdom today. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, but a guy comes in, and you know we're busy. We had two hour waits. I have kids in the bar, and he had a bit of an edge. And I was like, "Well, I can seat you at the counter." And he was called me all kinds of things and grabbed me by the hair and was pulling me across the counter. Wow. So you know, it's like. People don't realize that people in the service industry go through this, mm-hmm. get attacked verbally, oh, physically, and then they want, you know, and then they go on Yelp and all this, oh, well, this is horrible. They have horrible customer service. Meanwhile, he could have been or she could have been totally abusing the, the service person. So I just think that we don't have the people in the service industry whether it's retail, whatever service you're giving. I mean, everybody offers a service. Mm-hmm. Nobody, everybody has customer service. I mean, you know, you go into a lawyer's office, like we are here, but, you know, you go into a lawyer's office, they have a, you know, customer service. They treat their customers or their clients a certain way. And it just, it, there's no outlet for us on the other side of the counter. And that's originally what I wanted to name my podcast was The Other Side of the Counter. But I didn't think it would pull in the music side either because I see, being a musician's wife, what they go through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, fans are great. They're awesome. We wouldn't be anywhere without fans. You know, music fans, that's who pays the bills. However, However, they get a little aggressive and 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 they overstep their bounds. And it's like all musicians like fans. They just don't like, like, pushy. Well, they all like boundaries. Boundaries. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, would you do that to your friend? Would you you know? So these are, talking about my podcast, these are the things that I wanted to bring up in my podcast. I just think there's no outlet for people in the service industry, and I want to provide that outlet. So there it is. There is the, that's what it was when I was talking to you, and I went, I'll bet you we could talk an hour about this. Because that's an interesting topic. You go on any of these bartender websites or server websites. I follow a few different groups on Facebook. And it's constantly people telling stories about guests, which is why I did a show called Talk and Shift. It was a Sunday night show called Talk and Shift. And we would literally get four people and we would have people call in and just tell their stories. Like, come in and tell your story of what's going on in your restaurant today. What happened to you today and let's talk about it. If you need advice, right. call in and yeah. we'll give you advice. I've got this person owns a restaurant, this person here, like let, let's have this conversation. So I thought it'd be really fun because that is a, a big topic of conversation out there. I think amongst everybody in the industry is bad guests. Bad guests and also owners of establishments. They Their first customer 
is their staff. Their first <laughs> customer is their staff. So, you know, that's where they come in too. So that's another another angle that I wanted to hit too because uh, people, you know, they you know, they drill into their staff, customer service, customer service, customer service, make sure you're speaking to people, make sure you're doing this, make sure you're doing that. But they don't do that to their own staff. Yeah. They don't treat their own staff that way. Some. I say they. Yeah. I mean, like, there, there's a lot of people who do a really good job of that. Absolutely. And there are the outliers that yeah. don't. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I love working at the Hard Rock. Yeah. You know, we had our moments. You know, there were certain people that, you know, in management that you know, were a little cranky. But for the most part, I loved being there because we were all treated equally. And everybody had a say. And, you know, it, it was, it's a great environment, or was a great environment when I worked there anyway. The Hard Rock Cafe, I feel like, was one of my absolute favorite restaurants in the world because I am an absolute nerd when it comes to music history. Oh, and cool. I love just walking around a Hard Rock Cafe and seeing the little pieces. Like, going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is like my mecca. Like, I just love walking around there and seeing the artifacts because it tells this amazing story. Mm-hmm. And you were there for 12 years. And the, mm-hmm. love all, serve all. That's my I mean, motto. Love all, all is ser- one. <laughs> but I mean, that's so innovative. I mean, you're talking, how when did Hard Rock Cafe form? I mean, 1971, June 14th, 1971. 71. I mean, that's a topic <laughs> conversation that's today in 2022. Like love all, serve all is something we're finally getting around to on a mass level 1971 they're saying that and it was a it didn't care who you were mm-hmm. and they actually embraced the weird yeah i was hired <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> no but i mean like that's to me i loved the vibe you walk into a hard rock cafe and it was just different it wasn't like anywhere else you walked into there was a vibe there was the the flair everybody had all of the pins yeah. but they were like moving and rocking and rolling and like there was like this energy this vibe and it's so intentional i love talking to who worked there yeah. what was that like like getting up every day going to work was it, was it as awesome. fun as it felt as a guest yeah i mean you know obviously sometimes you know things happen but yeah i mean it was always cranking and you know i started as a hostess and ended as a finance analyst for a regional finance analyst for them. But anyway, it was great. I mean, I, I, I that was my college. I learned everything there. I learned, you know, cost of sales. I, I learned, it, I learned all everything. kinds of stuff, everything. And it, and it was like, it was invaluable, but we had a great time and they're my family. We have a, um, a web, uh, Facebook page is a hard rock cafe, uh, 57. So, it's all the people in 57th Street. We all talk. And we started it um, in 9-11 because some of our bartenders and um, security guys were firemen. Mm. So we wanted, and, and flight attendants. And so we wanted to make sure that everybody was okay. So we were checking on everybody. And that's how it started. That's how the page started. And um, so now that's how we keep up. Still, to this day, I I still talk to, they're like my, they're my college people, but it was great. I mean, you know, when somebody was down, there was somebody there to pick them up. We dance, we pull people up on tables and we have the kitchen come out. They would, dance. I mean, it was just, it was just it was fun. A vibe. It was a yeah. party, you know, I mean, I would go in at three forty-five for a manager's meeting and I would get home at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. You know I mean? That's, that was Whoa. my days. Yeah. Those were my days as a manager. 
Um, yeah, I mean, they were 12 hour shifts, 13 hour shifts, and you would eat if you got a chance to, but that's when it was rocking, you know? But still, I think that's funny to me, eat food with a restaurant person. It's like a seven, seven minute meal. Maybe you're sitting down for like a nice dinner. I still sit down and I'm like, I'm done with my food way in advance of everybody else. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, I'm not used to sitting down and eating a meal. Like you got to eat when you can real quick. I'm yeah. actually a little better at it now. I, I, I go back with like, right. it's yeah. a thing. But yeah, I mean, you know, I would have chips and guacamole and pico de gallo and jalapenos at the end of the counter. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go and I'd put my napkin over and like, those are mine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then back out on the floor. But it was, it was great. It was constant. It was, we had great parties. We would shut the doors, uh, you know, um, Eddie Murphy. I mean, I just saw all these people coming in, and they're just, "Hey, how you doing?" And they just kept going. But it was great. It was just great. It was a great time in my life. And um, like I said, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about customer service there. You know what people will take, what they won't take. You know what you can get by with, and what you can't get by. Well, with. I kind of feel like you know, the, like Dick's Last Resort. There's a side of the Hard Rock. You could be snappy with people there. To a degree, and get away with it because that was the vibe. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, again, plus I was in New York City, so you know we got a little bit of a vibe in New York anyway. <laughs> so you can get by with a little bit more in New York than you can anywhere else. They just ah, you're a New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> but um, how many yeah. different hard rocks did you work for? Well, I mean, my main hard rock was New York City. Yeah. Um, I went and did some time down, <laughs> did some time. I went and worked in, uh, DC for a little while. They had, a, it was a, you know, a lot of people quit. It was a, it was a management change and a lot of people weren't happy with it. So there was a, some unhappiness. So they sent me down there to lift them to up. To bring a some bit. happy. Yeah. To show them appreciation. Again, that was a, something that management did not treat their staff the way they should have as a customer. And I went down there and treated them as my customer. And they were my people, and I took care of them, and I made them feel loved. And that's what people want, you know? That is what people want, it, the core of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, your staff, if you go up and ask somebody, hey, go over and bust that table, you know, they were like, all right. You know, they'll go bust it, but they'll have an attitude. It's like, hey, man, I can't get to it. I saw this table. Could you go bust that real quick? And then I can get somebody to sit down there. It's just like we said before. It's how you approach people, and it's how you treat people. And then in turn, they're going to bust the table. Hey, man, I got the table. You want me to seat them for you? You know, it's just a positive thing. And I just, it's it's really like, you know, that's why I didn't do the other side of the counter because it's really both sides. You got you to look at both sides, too. Yeah, well, man, you can... There's always another side of the counter, depending on what side you're standing on. Right. It could be your could be your tagline. Yeah. There's always another side of the counter. Yeah, that's right. Depending on what side you're standing on. Today, right. we're standing on the guest side. Right. We're talking about you or whatever right. it might be. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I do think the old adage of like the guest is always right is something that people have finally said, okay, that's not actually true anymore. Yeah. I remember the first time like an owner or manager said that to me. It was in Nashville and it's the company I still work for. Um, And they were like, no, that wasn't right. Like they were not right. It is okay that they were not right. And I was like, okay. And I just felt this like big freedom as like a server to be like, 
okay, yeah, that wasn't okay. Like I don't have to pander to you just because you're here because this is my home more than it's your home. You're a guest in this home. Correct. Which I think in locally owned and operated restaurants you can do. Yeah. I, remember, I remember talking to Trey Siacha from uh, the farmhouse mm-hmm. and he was telling stories of somebody that came in that was rude to their servers. Like, get, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to, what, how dare you? Like, no, dude, this is my restaurant. You're rude to my team. You're gone. And he would just kick people out of the building. And I was, it's so foreign to me. And how much turnover did he have? The zero, I mean, right. almost none. I mean, yeah, the restaurant I work right for now too, like we've all, I've been there on and off for a six years the rest of the team has all been there at least three like everybody is one of them has been there 10 years like what right. you know ne- there's never an opening there that's why i was at the hard rock for 12 yeah, yeah i mean you, you you when you're treated properly it, it just it goes that way you know i mean when when somebody's got your back you know like when the guy pulled me across the um hostess well that's by assault my hair. yeah well it is what he did it is but i had about 15 guys and management right there with me untangling his hair and he's lucky he didn't get hit by a car on 57th street because that's where he landed yeah no i, <laughs> I mean that's where he yeah. landed i mean seriously they picked wholeheartedly him up agree with that one you know but it made me feel okay i'm protected i'm okay this is going to be okay. Because at that point, I was a little scared, honestly. Yeah. And I think when somebody has your back, it's like the best feeling yes. in the world. Just know, And that, that's something that we need to do all the time. So let's talk about some guest behaviors. Oh, yes. All right. So <laughs> if you're listening to this and you go out to eat, this is, I want to get into some of the things that you don't do. Some like just some, some big, you know, no-nos. Snap your fingers. <laughs> I think that's number is that number one your fingers at me or clap clap oh yeah I've had people clap at me. yeah to get my attention I'm oh, like wow. oh no oh no you're in New York honey you'll lose those <laughs> yeah okay? I mean you won't clap again I've had be- yeah oh people put their fingers and you know touching you don't know, touch get, getting in my personal space I'll do whatever you want me to do with the degree but I'll do whatever you want. Just don't get in my space. Respect me. I'm going to respect you. Respect me. And I think that people go in and be like, you know, I want to be waited on and you're going to do whatever I say because I'm the customer. And that's that's their mentality. But, yes, getting in my personal space is a big thing with me. Isn't it just like a like the golden rule just apply so much to this? Like mm-hmm. do unto others as you'd have do unto you. Like when you go yeah. in somewhere, just be nice to somebody. Just be nice. Is it that hard? Well, I, you know, it's, I'm not trying to take the, the customer side, but I mean, it does go both ways. I mean, if a server's oh, having a bad day and it takes you 10 minutes to get to the table and I'm in a relative hurry, I got 40 minutes of my lunch break and now 10 minutes of my lunch break is gone because you were outside smoking a cigarette. When you arrived to my table and the waft of cigarette smell is there and then you give me attitude. Right. I don't know. I think that we in the service industry have to do better too. Just on the... The way I... When so that something like that happens to me and they give me an attitude, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, honey, you're not having a good day today. And they look at you and like, did she just ask me if I was having a good day? And they'll say, no, I'm like, I'm really sorry. Well, we're, we're good here. We're patient. So you do what you need to do. But it disarms them. But if, they're, if they look at you and say, why would you say I was ha- not having a good day? I say, because you've got a little bit of an attitude. I'll, I will call them out, but in a nice way. So again, you know, it, it, it bodes well with who the customer is. And if they've never been in the service industry, that won't work. <laughs> we are going to take just a moment to hear some words from some amazing people who make all this possible. 
Hey everybody, today we're talking about my good friend Ben Ellsworth and GigPro. After years of spending too much time and money on useless staffing software, Ben Ellsworth knew something had to change. So out of necessity, GigPro was born. GigPro is the on-demand marketplace for hospitality staffing. They're changing the way people work and hire. If you download the GigPro app today, you can get the help you need. GigPro has an exclusive promo offer for Nashville Restaurant Radio listeners. Sign up at go.gigpro.com forward slash N-R-R-B-I-Z. And make sure that you use that code. I want them to know that you came from Nashville Restaurant Radio. That again is go.gigpro.com forward slash N-R-R-B-I-Z. That code will get you your first gig for free up to $200. Go check them out right now. All right, today we are talking about net checks. Net checks. Man, I tell you what, net checks. Have you heard? I start thinking about netchecks.com and I just get, I get excited. I mean, payroll, taxes, human resources. Oh, this is my jam. Hey, look, I'm a restaurant person, and I'm good at dealing with people, all the other things, but you know what? All this HR, payroll, taxes, that is not necessarily my jam, which is why NetChecks is here. They make it so darn easy. Recruiting and onboarding, performance management, human resources, they do the scheduling. They're like a, like a, a program. You can go and put your schedule. It'll fill it out for you. You need that. That makes your life easier. Stop using an Excel spreadsheet. They do payroll. They do taxes. And it's all wrapped up nice and neat in a mobile app. You need to go check them out right now. If you are like me and don't like doing all these things, they make it so easy that anyone can do it right now. NetChecks is always on the employee experience. And you can get a hold of NetChecks right now. Please call Lauren Demain at 615-319-9200. She is their restaurant specialist. That's Lauren Demain at 615-319-9200. Next, we're going to talk about Sharpie's Bakery. Wow. I tell you what, we did this episode with Aaron Moso last week, and it went, wow, one of the most listened to episodes I've done in a long, long time. Apparently, you guys like Aaron Moso, and if you don't know who Aaron Moso is, go back and listen to that episode and give her a call and buy your fresh-baked bread from her. Her number is 615-319-6453. That's not a number that you're going to call that it's going to say if you're looking for new. That's her cell phone. You directly call her cell phone. This is a locally owned and operated business that appreciates each and every single one of their customers. And they do custom bakes for them. I walked around, I toured the facility a few weeks ago, and man, what an amazing, amazing place that she's got going on there. And guys, this is this is your opportunity. Stop making bread. Stop buying that frozen bread. Get fresh baked bread delivered daily. Buy it from Sharpier's Bakery. Again, that's Aaron Moso, 615 615- 319-6453. I wait on people mostly never in the service industry because my restaurant is like fancy steakhouse. Uh-huh. And so everyone there, like our clientele is local Franklin, which is, I mean, obviously very affluent. And anyway, I I think one of the things that like drives me nuts is, and it's always really, I was talking about this last night to my other server friends. I'm like, isn't it funny when like a couple goes out and one of the couple is just kind of cold, not necessarily rude, yes. just like cold. Yeah. And then the other person in the 
couple like makes up for it and they're like overtly sweet. And uh, I always find that really interesting because I'm like, okay, I have to make this person like me a little bit because I don't know who's paying, right? Like I hope it's the really nice one, but like it usually isn't. (laughs) So I have to make the other one really like me. And I I think most of the time they're hangry because by the third course or like halfway through the second, they're usually like, how, so how was your day today? And I'm like, okay, we're good now. Like you just needed a shrimp dip apparently. Or <laughs> so, you know. um, That's so a thing. It's yeah. a thing. So I it think it's hard. But then there's also been times where like they really are just like demanding, rude, not understanding the fact that we are still coming out of the global pandemic and the Lippman hack and all of these things where like there's the inventory is different. We don't have the availability of things. The prices are higher. Like that understanding of the guest, I think, is something I desperately want. And I, I think they should know, but I'm like, I question that. I'm like, do I think they should know just because I know? And it's so everywhere in my life right now. Cause I own a restaurant and I work in a restaurant and gas is high and groceries are high. I don't know. I struggle with like, what is the guest responsibility in that? Cause in my mind, it is their responsibility to understand that I just can't get every line in right now. I just can't do it. Well, I mean, it would be different if they didn't watch the news, but we know they watch the news. It's not like it's not. But every news reports things differently too. So it's like, well, if you go to the grocery store, milk is more expensive. Eggs are more expensive. Everything is more expensive. And then when you come into the restaurant and complain about why the prices went up, I totally agree with you. It's like, but I also think restaurants were and are this escapism place for people of like, that's not the real world. Like they're not always going out to spend a hundred dollars per person at dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like this is like this special place, this place we chose to go, not this place we have to go. And so I wonder if that like logical of like, Oh, gas is now $4 and some change a gallon. Well, of course my steak is going to be more expensive. I don't know that that translates to them there because it's this magical getaway. You know what I mean? Yeah. It Mm. goes back to people going out and, well, they haven't been out in two years. Right. But still, even before two years, is they're going out. Yeah. And they've worked all week. They've, you know, waited on their spouse, their mm-hmm. significant other all week. They've cooked all week. They want to be waited on. And I get that. Yeah. Because I want that. Yeah. I mean, I, I want that when I go out to a restaurant. But like when we came to Mirabulls, it was lovely. Everybody mm-hmm. came up, was talking, the waitress, you know, and the waiters. They're, everybody was great. And it was, but, but, and to me, that is a reflection on management because if you, again, I keep going back to it because I've worked so many places that they didn't understand how I worked as far as customer service is concerned because I treat my staffs everywhere I've gone, like they're my customer, they're, they're mine. And, you know, and then they go out and they do a great job, but I, I just, like you said, it, the customers, they just, and some of them, like when they're not in the service industry, they just don't understand it. And they yeah. just, I think you, I think you're, all of this is culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I think a culture where you're, you're guest focused, but you, I think you have to hire people who have a spirit of service and it's a type of person that needs to serve people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, there's the people, we've all heard the people who come in, they say, I, I'm, I need this, or this is a job until I get my real job. Or right. They're a musician or they're an, an actor, actor <laughs> or whatever they do, but this is just something that to make cash in between. And they don't really give a shit. They care if they make $100 tonight. They care that they make their money and it's about them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not 
while that can be helpful, and I think a lot of people have those people working for them, I want restaurant people working in my business. I want to create an environment people can retire from. Right? Right. I don't want this to be a restaurant that you just come to work at because, hey, look, I get, I'm working this shift to make more money. I want people that want to take advantage of our 401k plan and that want insurance and that want to come to work because at the end of the day, they feel satisfied that they helped other people have a memorable experience. Right. Yeah. But just to push back a little bit, like you're allowed to, I think the, I think the hard thing without that is like right now, specifically, I think restaurants are kind of pushing forward this, like, look at all these benefits and whatever. Right. But the servers are not making the money that they need to make. And so in a lot of places, not necessarily Mm -hmm. one over the other, but just they're not. And so it is kind of hard too to go into work with this like, great, yeah, I'm here because, because honest, I mean, hand to God, nobody would be there if we weren't also paying our bills with it. Of course. If we, right. So like there's that aspect too that I think, I mean, in that hospitality page that we're in that I think is like becoming very, very toxic. Mm -hmm. I, I, part of the issue I have with it is nobody knows anyone else's budget. So if a restaurant can only hire at $15 an hour and that's not acceptable for somebody else, that's okay. Like they don't have to apply for that job, but that's that restaurant's budget. Yeah. So too are the servers though. Like I do need to make X amount to pay whatever. So I just think there's this symbiotic thing that like it all has to work well for them to work in that restaurant well. And I think that's why servers leave until they find their home base company. You know? Sure. No, I... I- I completely agree with that, but every single person in this entire world has different needs. Yeah. If I'm a yeah. single person, 22 years old, and I live with my parents, my needs are different than you, who yeah, yeah. is married with twins. Totally. You mean, you know, so I mean. But that's but what that, I mean. Like, sometimes that's something you those, decide, though. Yeah, yeah. I, and how I many agree. hours you work and right. how much effort you can put into it. I mean, I can tell you how many times, like, uh, can I be cut? Can I leave? I don't want to be here. Yes. I'm tired. Yeah. And it's like, shut the mess. Why'd you come mess. in? You know, I mean, it's. And yeah, then well, they can those people the next day to come back and say, I'm just not making enough money here. And it's like, you you called out three days this week and you asked to leave early yesterday. Right. Like, right. I mean, that's, work more hours. Yes. That's a different thing to me than just like the person that does show up, does want to do well, but still isn't just getting what they need out of it. Then you have to move on, you know, True. I think. But yeah. Now, now we're different. getting controversial. And I like it. Well, <laughs> it Sherry, what I are your takes? Uh, no, I agree with her to- totally. I, I Yeah, because... I mean, I don't, I mean, what you said was perfect. I mean, that, that's exactly the way I feel. I mean, I just feel that customers, when they come in and they expect so much when, you know, like a steak is, is $50. Okay. It's, it's $50. It's a nice cut of meat, whatever. But then they nitpick, and then they try to feel that you know they try to figure out how they're going to get around tipping that right. f- that fifty dollars you know and then you have back to stuff that drives me nuts is doubling the tax for your tip. I was going to say we all need verbal tips. Do not pay my bills. No, don't tell me I was fantastic and then tip me fifteen percent. I can tell you. you, I still think you're a dickhead. Right. Now way more actually. But I I I never leave a table without a tip, whether it's. Ten percent, five percent, because again, back to what you said, they could have been having a bad day. Yeah, you know, the server could have been having. Yeah, a bad I never day. leave less than twenty percent. I, I don't care how bad the service was. I, I have once. I, ha- I, I, I mean, it's, it's very rare, but I yeah, have. I mean, yes. like it's kind of. I'll just never go back. Yeah, right. no, but I, I do hate verbal like that. That bothers the shit out of me. Yes, 
And it's a thing. It's a total thing where they're like, oh my God, you made our night. It was so incredible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying you needed to then leave me $100 if that wasn't right. 20%. Um, right. But you do need to at least leave 20%. The other thing that like grinds my gears in tipping is if we have to comp something as a yes. restaurant because uh-huh. you didn't like it and I'm not going to make you pay for something that or you don't like, I'm happy to take exploded. it off. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm happy 100% <laughs> to take that off. I don't think you should pay for things you don't like. I get it. We're good. But tip on that total. But tip on that total or gift cards. Don't tip on what you paid on your card just because you had a $100 gift card. Tip on like what it should have been. Like I don't deserve to be hit on hit because you know what I mean? I hate that. Right. But I also do, don't like if... I've tipped what I can tip, and it's almost always 20%. Sometimes it's even more than that, especially if it's great service. But the server, you know, not liking the tip and go, was there something wrong with your service? Well, I've never done that. Oh, you can't do that. I've never done that, no. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, And it's been done to me. Wow. And I'm like, "Um, actually, I was okay with the service, but if you feel that I've given you too much then I'll be happy to take some away. Well, no, I just, well, no. You've been somebody before? Oh, yeah. I've actually, I've actually had to write up servers for chasing people out the door wanting to know where their tip was. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, this is New York again. No, I know, but... <laughs> I you, know, know, you know, I... This is 80s, We both 90s. work, like, in the suburbs, you know, so we're, like, yeah. in Franklin and Brentwood and Green Hills, right? So we're in... Pretty good areas that people typically do that really well. I can't imagine if you're listening and you work downtown, because people who oh are transient, you're just here for the weekend. I'm never going to see you again. You know, and when it comes down to, hey, I'm in New York and I'm never coming back here again. I'm never going to see this server again. But like in our restaurants, we see these people yeah. week in, week out. They're yeah. regular. So there's almost like this. I, I'm not going to leave a bad tip because you're going to see me next week and I want to eat here again. So, I mean, I want better service when I come in, which is a great thing about working in the suburbs is you yes. have regulars. You have people that come in all the time and they take care of you because they learn about you. They learn about Jen and her twins and her mm-hmm. husband and they go visit them at Soy. And like, mm-hmm. they want to come in to see her. That's, it's weird because it's not even a, I'm just here to have food. Like people start caring about you oh, and yes. they want to come in and find out how are the kids doing? How's this? How's that? How's that? And it, that's a really cool feeling. And that's one of those bonuses of working away from downtown. You can work, make $400 a night in downtown, $500 a night or what, $1,000 a night. I don't know what it is, but there's a lot of bullshit oh, you, you got to put up with. Yeah. I worked in downtown for a while. My first CMA Fest, this woman said, I don't need any change. And it was like a 30 cent change, like literally like 30 cents. And I said, yeah, I should fucking hope not. And she was like, like, no, of course you don't fucking need change. This is all she, that's all she left me. Like, leave. You're good. Bye. <laughs> like, I can't even make a phone call You're with not this right coming now. back. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So find, find some visine. Um, no, I, I, um, uh, well, I forgot where I was going to go with that. I'm so sorry. Went right out of my head. It's all right. I think, I think, you know, if, I think tipping is a really interesting topic of conversation. People don't know how to do it. They don't know whether they're supposed to tip on the, on the, on the liquor the you tip 100% on the whole thing. I always tip. Me too. I always yeah. tip on, the, plus I include the tax on the tip. Yeah. And 20% is really easy to do. Yeah. And then I yeah. add like five or 10 bucks, whatever yeah. it is. I go 20%, then I just add, and I always round it up to an even number. Right. Yeah. I do this. I do the same thing, but it's, yeah. If it's good. I mean, if it's even better, then you can go even more than that. But I will tell you, I think tipping people that aren't expecting tips is a really fun thing. Mm-hmm. And then my biggest pet peeve is like Starbucks. 
Yeah, he so he hate, he likes tipping like server assistants and stuff mm-hmm. because they're not expecting it, they're not getting it. I like right. tipping the butcher at Kroger. Yeah, when he cool. goes when he goes in the back and cuts me like my center cut fillets that aren't sitting out in the thing, and he goes back and cuts them and hands them to me, he gets a five spot, he gets a ten spot. Like that's a well, dude. Yeah. You went above and beyond. I love finding people like that. I always keep two dollar bills on me. Oh, that's cool. Because my grandfather did that when he passed away. I said oh. I'm going to carry on that tradition for him. So I always have like a two dollar bill that I'm waiting for that person who does something really special and i'm like hey this is for you. a little something like this is and i tell a little story behind it and I, it's a little happy it's something to make people happy but i think when you go somewhere and now all restaurant tipping software the, the restaurant software like that you use if it's toast yes. or, whatever, or square or whatever square you put your card in and i'll, I'll give an example right here I, I went to honey fire the other night yeah honey fire barbecue it's in bellevue Yes, uh, it's I not would. owned by Shane Nasby anymore, by the way. Shane is out of Honey Fire. And you go, you stand in line, and then you go in the line, and you pay. I bought, you know, the other day, we had a couple sandwiches, a couple kids, popcorn chicken. They're out of the popcorn chicken, so we got sandwiches. But it was like a $49 tab, and the guy flips the screen around, and he goes, if you want to pick a box and then sign, and it's like the box is like 15 20 25%. And I'm like, I know because I've eaten there many, many a times that they don't do anything. So when I say they don't do anything, like literally you put 15 or 20% and on 50 bucks, that's $10. Mm-hmm. And then they give you a little number 37. You go sit down at a table and then you have to go get your silverware. You have to get your napkins. There's like little, you have to go get everything. They hand you cups. You go fill up your drinks. You go sit down and then they, they bring the food to you. Like they'll bring the food to you at your table, but then you have to clean your own table and do the whole thing. And I'm like, I just left you $10 right? and you brought food to me. And I think there's a side of this. It's like, well, it's a pandemic. And I did that throughout pandemic. Cause you go, well, people are coming to work and we need all the help in the industry. And you go, yeah, but just because it's a tipping, like, I don't feel like that's the obligation of turning a screen around and saying, pick a box puts every single person in a weird position of like what do you do i think you have to i think you i genuinely think there needs to be a service to ensure proper service that's tips right Mm -hmm. i think you got to do something for the tips what am i am i crazy No, no i just think that the reason that that square is there is because everyone pays via credit card where there used to be a jar with dollars in it when people you know what i mean so i don't think this practice is new i think it's just updated well, I don't think that, I, I think that but I tips are to ensure proper service. Yeah, so no, when, you, when you're you. at your table, you bust your ass and you do everything you possibly can and you go above and beyond. You learn the menu, you learn the wine list, you learn your cocktail menu, you make recommendations. You're a tour guide. Yeah, yeah. These people come in, you're saying, let me tell you about our USDA prime steaks and but I think that cooking over a wood fire. At counter service too. I think it's just up to... Whether but the it employees. doesn't when it's a given, you turn it around. Like if it was something at the end where it's like. Well, no, not necessarily. Cause I f- like soy bistro does that. We have a flip that you can tip, but at soy bistro too, like we are on diners, drive-ins and dives. It's the restaurant my husband and I own. So we get oh, a nice. lot of first timers because they saw us on the show and they're coming in. Right. So it has to be, well, I don't know what to get. And it's Korean and Japanese. So oh, a lot cool. of people don't know these words on the board. Right. Sure. <laughs> so it's like, What's the goja? Oh, the gojujang? That's a paste. It's a chili paste, blah, blah. So like the staff has to know the information. So to me, that's service. But it's similar in 
you know, I'm telling you about the menu. I'm explaining what these things are. I'm showing you how to, what's best, what I recommend, things like that. We also do clean up after guests and we will also like give them things they need throughout. Last time I ate there, I sat down and I got checked on four times. Yeah. They asked, can I get you another drink? Was they, it my I, mom? Well, yes, but it was and, but <laughs> other people too. Yeah. But like every time I go there, I feel like, wow, I feel special because there's right. somebody circulating the dining room right, but I'm saying, who's like, constantly helping. But other other places can do that if they instill that that's important practice. So it sounds like the place you were just didn't. You know what no, I mean? No, that's, and that's in every, and I know that because I go there right. a lot. So I don't have convenient. an issue with the flip the screen and like tip because I want to do that for places like soy and stuff like that. But yes, I don't do it every time. Yeah, well, I can also leave cash. Yeah, hundred percent. When you feel like, right. hey, well, wow, you guys you did a really cash. good job. I don't carry cash. Great, and I'll, I will. I like to leave something for the person. Yeah, but I mean, I, and maybe I'm old school. Maybe I mean, maybe yeah. I'm a terrible person. No, but old. No. But I like. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not old. I'm old. Well, I like to. I like to feel like I'm special. Husband. I like to feel like I got great service. I think that's the that's the differentiator. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when right. you feel like you somebody really took care of you and you feel special, that's a different. But how do we change the perspective of customers that when we do give good service and yeah. when we do do that, that they they're they just walk out without tipping? How do, how do how do you change somebody's mental thing about tipping? I I I personally don't feel like that's to me that goes beyond tipping that goes to entitlement and I refuse to wear that that is my job that is your fucking job as a human on the planet learning how to interact correctly with other humans and not be a dick is your whole job we are all here to walk each other home right so I don't take responsibility for those individuals and I try not to like wear it on myself and feel like I did a bad job if they give 10 or 15 percent honestly I've never very maybe just in my 30s now but like very rarely as in my tipping life have I felt like oh I did a bad job truly Uh, there are times where I've been like okay yeah that wasn't my best but now I'm like no no that's on you like you don't know what's expected you don't know how to interact correctly like and I just think that that's they're gonna learn that lesson because I believe everybody does in some capacity and it just might not be I'm not the teacher for it but I could be alone on that no no, I, I I don't think you're alone. I just I'm just curious, you know, that's I just don't know where people's heads go when they go out. Whether it's restaurant, I mean, again, I've been restaurant and retail my entire life. So mm-hmm. there's the retail part that it it's it's the same but it's different, you know. Um in retail it's I worked at a place I'm not gonna mention it because it's in the area, but <laughs> people would come in and just you know, it's clothing. Well, what kind of discount are you going to give me? Uh, do you, do you work here? I, oh yeah, no. They ask for no, my. They would ask me well, for that's my. What, that's discount. what I'm saying. If somebody no. asked you like, no, what kind of discount? Like, well, mm-hmm. do you work here? Like, no. Then no. do you feel like you deserve an employee discount? Like, what do you? Yeah, no. They no. They wanted a discount because Dave Ramsey told them to ask for it. No, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a thing. funny. Oh, that's, that's a totally thing. a thing. Yeah, Dave Ramsey says. Ask everywhere you go, ask for a discount. You'll be surprised how many people will give it to you. I want to cancel him. I was, so to- I was told I had to give him a discount. And I'm like, and then I was told, well, why aren't your margins, your profit margins up? Well, because you guys make me give discounts when I don't need to give discounts. 
I mean, it was crazy. So it's like, you know, people just come in and they just, they, they, they think they own the restaurants, That's they wild. own the stores, they own the staff, you know, I, I pay your, I pay your, uh, paycheck. That's another good one that I've heard. Wow. This is rude. Yeah. Oh, I, years. And I mean, I've been, I've been in, like I said, restaurant retail since I was 16. And I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but that's a long time. It's a long time. But at least 20 years. Oh, yeah. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of weird because my daughter's going to be 28, but that's okay. <laughs> that would have been, been a really young bride. Um, but, yeah, I just I just think that it just people need an outlet, and I, I think it's time that, you know, it's just a big resignation. Well, you know, they can't find anybody to work in restaurants and work in retail. They can't find anybody to do these jobs. Well, it's because you've been treating them like garbage. I agree with you. I, I agree with you, too. Garbage. I do. I also, I mean, and I've said this before, I also think, you know, as a country, we lost how many people? 750,000 people died. 800,000. That's a lot of people now right. not part of the country. So I do think... Some of it is that, but I, I genuinely believe that, yeah, they were treated shitty by guests or managers or coworkers or whatever it is. And they were like, yeah, I don't have to do that. Cause you don't like no. the skills you get in a restaurant are transferable in so many different ways or in retail. I worked in retail too. It, they're fully transferable skills. There are hard skills in that. You just yes. have to figure out what they are. Yes. But I just, um, and I think that's why there's, we're finding it so difficult to, find people to work. I mean, I didn't go back to work after I was laid off. Um, but I didn't have to, which was, which was awesome. And that I've never had that in my life, you know, cause Sandy's always been on the road and, you know, the music part and we all know musicians, it's, it's like this, you know, it's up and down, it's up and down. So, um, I've always had to steady gig. So when he said, sure, don't worry about it. I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> so then I started thinking, well, what, what did you do with yourself? Well, that's when I came up with the idea of the podcast because I'm like, well, you know, for years and years, I was going to write a book called The Other Side of the Counter just to just to give like people an idea of what they should be doing when they go into stores and how they should be treating people and what corporations are asking their staffs to do i mean you know each corporation has their own customer service thing um one of the best personally that i've worked for was coach great customer service great atmosphere it's another really good company to work for like um, coach handbags yes yeah. um I knew, see, I knew what that was yeah and and some of some of the people that i've hired in in the different jobs that i've had um I've been from Wendy's. Wendy's has one of the best trainings for for people. I've had some. I've had like two. I was going to say my yeah. husband hires anyone from Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A, you know, Chick Fil A is a good one too. Uh, yeah. Chick Fil A and Wendy's both. I, if they came in, they were from Wendy's, and it was on their resume. I would really, really like pay attention because they have a really good training program. And so, I mean, it again, it all falls. Everything. It's like you said before, it's all got to, everybody's got to play together in the same sandbox. And that goes from owners to staff to customers to just, you know, just be smart. Like you said, you know, you don't have to be a dick. You can walk, if you're having a bad day and you want to walk in and be waited on, great. I'm here to make your day better. Right. You know, but don't be a dick 
I didn't I didn't do to you what was done to you before you walked through the doors. Right. Just like the last customer was a dick. I can't be a dick to you because you weren't the dick. Right. They were. You know, so yeah. I agree. It's too. all playing in the golden side. rule, guys. I'm telling you. Don't so, be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty muffin. I knew you were gonna I knew that was I was gonna say Dusty Muffins. Dusty Muffins. So sweaty balls. Dusty Muffins. Oh, Betty White. Oh, God rest her soul. Love her. Okay, so people want to follow you. They hear you. They go, wow, I'm interested in what this person has to say. You can go on Instagram. You are at Shugs11. Shugs11, yeah. That's like, my nephew. When he was a baby, he couldn't say Aunt Shuggy. He couldn't say Aunt Sherry. So it came out Shugs. And All I was right. like, that's it. S-H-U-G-S. 11. 1-1. One, one. Yeah, 11 is my... Um, my number. Nice. So I'm an 11. I like that. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I see on your Instagram page is you do a lot of meditation. Yes, I do. Very much. <laughs> if about, I didn't. <laughs> let's talk about meditation. I'd love to. I'd love to. We have like eight minutes. Okay. To talk about med- meditation. Yes. Because it's something that's incredibly important in my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of, I think a lot of people think it's hard to do. Mm. Well, it depends on how you what your intentions are when you sit down. It's only hard if you don't take the time for yourself and realize it's time for you. It's not time for everybody else. It's time for you. And you need to sit down and and listen to yourself or not listen to anything and just like be open-minded and go, yeah, you know, I probably could think about that a little differently. Like when we were talking about Tom Brady before, you were right. I should I I I shouldn't just call him a dick because of what he did, a mistake that he made. <laughs> but you know a whole pre-conversation we had (laughs) nobody's privy to but yeah I mean mean, you're right I mean it it helps me I don't know if it helps you I mean you know but it it helped it's I've been you know I mean that part of my life where you know it's changing and um and it helps me keep you know sane sane yeah that's the insanity for me I mean I started I've meditated before when I was a drinker but like now as a way to um, mindfulness, but also just, just, I don't know how to calm down. Mm-hmm. Like I'm wired all the time. Like, mm-hmm. go, 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 go. And like, it's, a, it's that just that little bit of time for me. It's a recentering moment. Right. You know, like there's a flow of your day and there's this thing that you get into. And sometimes you need to recenter. You need to stop and recenter. And go again. I can get way in my head. I get crazy in my own head. I'm insane. Like, I really do. And I want to control everything and everything. And all of a sudden, I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, the, my energy, and I have to stop. Mm-hmm. And I take a moment. it affects everybody around you. Yeah. And it it's, it's super important. And, you know, children, For me. I think right now, the, you know, because they've been, they've been in you know, doing school from home and they've been, they have, I, I, I use Headspace. That's, that's the, um, I love, Headspace. I love Headspace and they have on there for children. And I think that people need to get their children involved in meditation now. I mean, we do, if you go to church every, every Sunday, or if you don't go to church and you still pray or you, whatever, that's a form of meditation. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's meditation also. So I incorporate both. I do the meditation and I and I incorporate you know prayer with that. I do the same I, thing. I do that. Be, I do do my prayer beforehand and then I meditate, and it, that clears my mind. That takes the worries off of my mind of family of. God forbid sickness or, or something like that. And then it allows me to meditate more clearly when I when I'm you know, once all of that's off my off my brain. So I'm glad you brought that up, Headspace. Because if you go to Headspace, they're not a sponsor or anything, but like if you go to Headspace, there's a there's ten there's like a beginners. It's free to do the beginners mm-hmm. thing and it's ten different meditations and they start with it's a guy who's speaking very sweaty balls. He's <laughs> He's doing, he's, he's, it's a terrible accent. He's yeah. a monk. Stop. He was a monk. The guy's a monk. He's, he was. He was. Is he Australian? He was yes, it, he is. Oh, then you were close. Great. Yeah, 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 also, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, there's definitely like this. It's very <laughs> You're going to be like, no, he's South African. He speaks. He's like, <laughs> now let your mind relax. Just he, yeah, he was take the a one deep breath started. in and take a deep breath out and you can do it. And it's like, it's very calming, but it's nice to hear somebody. They'll guide you through how to meditate mm-hmm. and taking five minutes or taking 10 minutes reading a book right now by James Clear called Atomic Habits. And one of those things is that one of the things I'm trying to do every day is create all these tiny little habits that I do every day. And meditating for five minutes every day is one of the things that I'm attempting to do. Because it's hard to find the time. But like if you right. make the time and that's part of your routine, then you can do yeah, it. Well, because you have to say to yourself, it's, it's either make the time now or later down the road. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to, come out somewhere else in something else you're doing so you know it's like you know why buy organic eggs they're so expensive well i would rather give vital farms the money (laughs) than my doctor because i'm you know i'd rather put good stuff in my body and pay for the good stuff because if you don't you put all the bad stuff in you've already paid that money and now you got to go pay the doctor more money because you screwed up your body so, Interesting perspective. I mean, you know, I'd rather give it. I'd rather give it to myself and take care of myself. So the headspace, it's you know, that's a way. I'm like, well, it's a hundred and whatever, a hundred dollars a year or something like that for headspace. But I would rather d- that that hundred dollars is Fantastic well spent. Well spent, yeah. I mean, it's less you than Amazon go, now, huh? Less than Amazon Prime now. Yeah, yeah. Raise their rates. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't have enough money, so. Oh yeah, well you got to. Yeah. You got that big building going in downtown. They got to pay for it somehow. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Well, he don't. He's not even there anymore, right? Is I thought he was still. Did he leave? No, there's a new CEO. No, there's a new CEO. Oh, yeah. well, so, then he didn't have enough money. He said, "I need to get." To, okay. I don't. I don't know. I'm making all this up, but it is more expensive <laughs> now. It's like 130 a year. Yeah. So would you? It's shipping. Would yeah. you like to segue into our final segment? I always do it. Why don't you do it? Okay, but I'm going to use the reference. Use whatever you want to do. Okay, so at the end of every show, we give the guests the, the you have Jerry's final thoughts. Do you know that reference? Uh-uh. Okay, We're, it's retired officially. Um, <laughs> I told him, Dead. I told I told him that nobody knew the reference, and then I've been like goading him into using it, and still nobody knows the reference. Anyway, um, so it's retired officially. What is the reference? I'm Jerry curious. Springer. Oh. <laughs> at the end of every show, he did a Jerry's final thought where he surmised the episode, all the bullshit that happened, he would go, in life, you have to do this and this and this and this. And then he had this final thought that was like, oh, so wise what he just said. 
Jerry's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so, but he ended the show with whatever he wanted to say. So your turn. You get to do that too. Oh, End the show with whatever you'd like to say about anything at all. Wow, I could go for an hour on that one. Okay. Um, no. It's you got not. two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Go an hour. You got two minutes. Um, I just want people to learn to love each other again and to stop. Just stop being ugly. Stop being angry. Stop accusing other people of the stuff that's going on in your own life and just sit down and think about, what the big guy upstairs really wants us to do. It doesn't matter what political party you're from. It doesn't matter who your parents are, who your kids are, who your husband is. Be fucking nice. I'm over it. I'm over I'm over the tailgating here in Nashville. It's just crazy. People driving nuts. They're just they're out of their freaking mind. And when you come to Nashville, Act like you got some damn sense when you're downtown, okay? Stop. Just stop. There's people that live here, and there's people that work here, and we're, we want to have a good time. That's what Nashville's about. It's about having a good time, and we want you to have a good time, but just stop losing your damn mind when you get here and be nice. And, you know, you don't really need a gun. <laughs> That's I agree. another one. Snuck I mean, that in at the I very totally end. Did you. you hear that? Yeah. You don't need a gun. I love you. That. Don't need a gun. This I is agree. your gun. Your mouth is your gun. I'll amen use your, to that. Use Will your Smith. head and use your use your <laughs> mouth. Yeah. Well, hand. that was a bitch slap. He should be bitch slapped for that. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Will. I used to like you, buddy. There we go. That, that was a great ending. There you go. I do too. I'll amen to the no guns. Sherry Gennaro. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Natural oh, Talk Radio. I didn't stutter too much. No, you, you did, did a great, great job. <laughs> All right. And sweaty balls. I have to leave you with that one. All right. Sherry Gennaro, uh, thank you for joining the show. So much fun having you here. And uh, I'm not going to leave you guys the whole bunch. Kind of said it all towards the front. Again, um, guys, be safe out there. If you need help, call somebody. It's okay. Call a friend. But um, definitely, I'm thinking of you. And um, like I said, hope you're being safe. Love you guys. <laughs>